Well, you've heard that gunshot, and that only means one thing, mate. That means we're here at the gun club. Oh, that's right. This is Buck Bill's gun club, and uh, this is his shooting journey, mate. What would you call it? This is your... Yeah, just kind of, yeah, my shooting journey, really. We'll, we'll go straight into it, mate. Yep. You spoke to the listeners about doing a course last episode. You've you've done the course now, so... Yeah, talking about it, we were talking about the... It was called the Maple Seed Project, um, which is a Canadian version of the American Rifleman Appleseed course from the military. They don't really teach one over here in Canada similar to that, so they brought it over and they're teaching it to anyone who wants to learn. A long day course, it was pretty much like a nine-hour nine day non-stop no lunch breaks like it was kind of like a working lunch so a lot of the time we'd sit down talk about something that we're going to learn go and go and practice it for a bit come back down go on to the next thing but yeah it was a early start get there for kind of like a quarter to eight half seven quarter to eight before you get to your, the course mate when you wake up that morning are you you a little bit nervous or are you uh you excited Two days before, had a bit of a cold. You know, when you just kind of get like, almost feels like you've got a furry, furry throat. And uh, there's this pretty much the time of the season change. So a lot of different pollen and shit in the air. And I don't really get too much hay fever, but I was getting something. I thought, fucking hell, I better not be ill for this. So I took some rest. And the day before, it was on a Saturday. And on the Friday, I felt like, shit, mate. No. You know, when you lean over, your fucking head feels like it's swelling up around your nose and your yeah. eyes. It's, you're pounding, you know. It's like yeah, and then you always... get back up, ba-boom, ba-boom. <laughs> you're like, fuck. So I pretty much kind of slept all, the, all day just to get as much healing in there as I could. Woke up. Obviously, we had to wake up pretty early to, you know, be ready. So it was probably up about half six, quarter to seven, in bed, having a coffee, thinking, fucking hell, am I, am I even going to make it today? But feeling better than I was on the day before. So I was thinking, fucking hell, I might have to just pull out of this. But, you know, I thought, I've been, I've been looking forward to this for like two months. So I better at least fucking turn up. You know, sometimes in the morning when you wake up, when you have a bit of a cold or a flu, the morning's always the worst give. You know, you always feel the worst... And it takes, whenever you've woken up, that's when you feel good. So I was kind of sitting there trying to gauge how bad it was. But yeah, it just didn't feel as bad. And I thought, you're going to be pissed off if you don't go, mate. I didn't want to not do it. So I thought the worst thing that will happen is I'll go there and I feel shit all day. And then I'll go home halfway through it if it's that bad. But I went there and by the time I got there, mate, and kind of woken up a bit and got a bit of food in my belly, I felt great. And a lot of it, as you said, getting there sitting down and listening to something that I want to fucking learn. So it wasn't bad at all, mate. You're turning up, right? You're going, yep. I want to, I want to learn about this shit. I want to get, I've, I've been talking about this course for fucking ages. I want to, I'm excited about it. I want to do it. So it's, That's it, and that mate, probably yep. made you feel better as well by having that, having that mindset. Yeah. And you know, I paid for it. My girlfriend was doing it as well, and it's like fuck, like you're saying, it was it was for me. I really, really wanted to do it. Everyone was telling me how much fun they'd had and how beneficial it was. So yeah, turning up there and just kind of you know, I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm so ill, you know, I'm standing up and getting down, and I just thinking the worst of the situation. But yeah, brushed it off with the morning, got a coffee in me and a quick quick drive through feeling on top of the world we all just got there and set up and there was probably a good i'm gonna say i think there was about 16 to 18 people participating and probably uh how many instructors were there one two four instructors from the maple seed project and uh one of the guys was a trainee instructor from our club really nice old boy and he did one of the last courses and these guys were saying, if you achieve the highest pass of today, we may invite you to become an instructor if you wish, because they're just trying to grow this maple seed Canada wide and have instruction instructors everywhere. And uh, pretty much, mate, we just started out with the fundamentals and basics, you know, was talking about 
just standing up and shooting a rifle. And the old boy there, standing up, holding a rifle. He's got a rifle without a barrel in it, so they can wave it around and show us all the right positions and everyone feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I just say, like, waving my... um. I'll tell you a little story. We, I was having a drink uh, on Friday night with um, with Ashley, and her her granddad had his own shooting range. He, you know, in Maine, he nice. was a proper. I've told you about him before. But he had guns, you know, in his. He lived in a basement, guns everywhere. Yeah, and he. <laughs> she was talking about a time when they were at the shooting range, and her mum was like, wait, had a gun in her hand, like waving it around. And everyone, everyone's like, I'm fucking like ducking and, and all that sort of shit. It's like, get that fucking gun off of her or whatever, you know? Yeah. So it, like those things can happen. Those, of course. So, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. You're showing that there's no fucking, there's, there's no ammunition in this, this weapon. So I can, I can show you the gun. It can look at you, you know? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah, you know, he's standing there and, He's, we're using a rifle with a sling on and you're using the sling wrapped around your arm for a bit, for more support. And is that nice, mate? Is a, is a sling a nice thing to have or do you, do you find it kind of restricting? It's both, mate. You know, if you think you're standing up, you've got your arms out and you used to hold something. After a while, that thing gets a little bit heavy. You're not going to be able to keep it exactly still. You breathe, you move. When you have that rifle, it is given this arm the option to not move outside of this realm. So you bring it in, you put it under the gun, and where this strap is, it's coming from your... <clears throat> over your head, underneath your elbow to the gun. So you mm. can sway out. So it almost locks your arm in place. Yeah. And just the difference of you holding your gun towards a target normally standing up to having the strap round and holding it up the uh stability difference is insanely noticeable almost like uh having your your arm locked in place that's like on a skateboard or something when your foot's in a certain place the board might allow to kind of sneak out out a little bit almost like if you're pushing mongo your board can end up <laughs> wandering right but when you're on the front it's pretty much impossible for it to wander around and it's like you're just you're just pinning it and it's a bit uncomfortable but so is just standing up holding a rifle for a while it just gets heavy well i was going to say that surely it's going to take out you a little bit kind of you know it'd be like just holding a weight you know just think about just holding the weight anything just holding anything in front of you it could be this the mug that i'm drinking you know that you're, you're drinking out if you hold that long enough out outreached you're yep. going to want to put that motherfucker down you know, it's That's just, it. just, and yeah, just imagine having something out there, but being able to almost rest it on something. And that's what you're doing. Does the sling allow you to be in your most natural position? So I can also, we'll, we'll get, we'll get onto that in a little bit. Okay. Yep. But it's just, you know, it's almost like, uh, you're filming, you're filming with your camera, you've got a SLR and you're just gripping it and you're holding it. When you've got that thing in a rig with a handle over the cameras, putting the weight behind, you you can flow around. You know, this is, it's not a gimbal, it's not a rig, but it it's on the same principle of being locked in there. And it's that sort of principle. So it's maybe restricting certain movements, but this movement is just made for standing up and shooting. And it just nice. perfects it. And sometimes you might see someone standing up and shooting. If there's a wall knee, you're going to lean on it. When you're standing up and shooting, you see a you see a lot of this posture, belly out, back, and it's not it's not correct, but it's not incorrect because at the end of the day, if you're making a shot and you make it, it don't fucking matter. But a lot of people lean back. You can rest your rest your arm almost on your belly, and you're just solid. Like if you tuck your elbow into your stomach, your it's just your body that's moving. Then your arm don't move. Yeah. So you're guaranteeing more stability, but the form might not necessarily be correct in, in that sort of circumstance where you're That's it. resting on a belly. And this is giving you a correct stance. It's giving you that. It's giving you almost a triangle, you know, where you all your body weight's put into more central and it's coming in. And just the difference that instantly makes so that, you know, we have a quick explanation like we just had. We've got a guy demonstrating you how to get in and out of this position how to adjust the sling right. 
and then we're off on the races. It's our turn. So we all had a big, big line on the shooting range. We all had our own targets placed in front of us, 25 meters, and we're all in the line. We've all got our mat, do some practices without the gun loaded. And we go through that. They'll check us all, make sure we're getting the right positions. And then when we're all comfortable, when we've all figured it out and they've all helped us, we're going to fire like that. You know, nice. do, a, do a section of fire. What we did, oh, it's not always the, the best example. but um, And obviously a lot of fatigue throughout the day. But we started on a target. So the first kind of thing we shot, standing up and uh for this one they got us to choose choose a position that was comfortable so it may have been standing sitting on elon and uh so this is at 50 yards says 100 yards because this is what a certain target would look like at 100 yards then this is what it would look like at two three and four so these targets i've got in front of me are just targets that go smaller and smaller as it goes along and we were told to put Three shots in each, so easier, harder, harder, harder. And this is saying it's simulating a shot out to 500 yards. From 25 meters, you can't really see it. And then later on, after we totally finished the end of the day, we do the shots again. And they're a lot better and a lot more on the money. So it's a good kind of, this is where you was at before, this is where you're at now. Every time... So after we've done all the standing up shooting, we go back, we go to a sitting positioning, sitting or kneeling, like we was talking about in the mm-hmm. last one, mate. Listening back on the other one, we was, you was having a little laugh about like a baby sitting on, on <laughs> sitting down, like, you know, your legs 90 degrees out. That is a technical shooting position, mate. Really? So you got to think, right? <clears throat> Especially people like me and yourself, our knees, ankles, Hips have had a lot of movement throughout our whole life. A lot of the same same deal with a lot of these people here. So you go, you know, I say and I do one knee, one leg, like one foot flat, knee up on my knee, one foot tucked behind. I'm sitting on my heel with my toes out. That's that's a position. Some people's ankles will not allow them to do that position. So they might have to have their ankle sideways and they're sitting on it, right? Or they've got it, they've got it propped like this, and they're sitting on the top. They've got it propped like this, this, or like this, until you're comfortable. Some people just can't bend their knees in that spot and then put their arm, their elbow on their knee, vice versa. So then they would either do two knees up, or yep. if you're really unflexible and you've got a load of leg issues, you're gonna sit in in that position. And even a cross-legged position. We had to try, we had to get ourselves in all of these positions and give a little shoot and find out what works best for your own body. So hold on a second, mate. You're, you're, you're telling us that you, you got this shooting baby, baby sit position or whatever. You got to, oh, yeah. And, and did it feel good? <laughs> no. It just felt like I was half standing up. It didn't right, feel okay. very stable. Yeah. But some. I don't really think there's anyone who t- preferred that stance of the day, but there are people who are, and they tell you every single position how to move. So if you were sitting down with your legs out, you don't just get up and move. You would just scoot your legs, and you kind of move like that because mm. you're in your center mass. If you start t- turning that way and your legs are facing that way, you're not in an any sort of natural shooting position. No, no. So here's one, mate, and we can you can do it here with me. Any of the listeners can do this. I'm going to go into a natural shooting position, mate. And the biggest one, they said, we'll start out with like a finger gun. You get your fingers, you get your gun, you point at somewhere. Point at a target. Could be uh, something fairly small. Point at there, and then close your eyes and count to ten. And open them and see where your fingers pointing. Right. Okay. Okay. So I've so, got I've got a I've got a map that's probably yep. maybe four or five meters away from me, mate. On on this wall. Perfect. So I'm it's it's a, like a scratch away kind of a map of the world. So I scratch yep, so, away where I've been. So I've got my, I've got. I'm, point yourself just, on England or 
I'm going to have UK. to go for South America or something, mate, because I think yep. England's a little bit too small. Or maybe I should. Maybe I should do it if it's, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, okay. All right. Put I'll it right for, yeah. right over yeah. England. Yeah, that's right over England. Then close, we'll close our eyes. Yeah. I've got mine ready. We'll count to 10. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Now open your eyes and see how far you've made. <laughs> I'm shooting at fucking Brazil now. I <laughs> <laughs> slipped all the way. Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. basically, you have just moved into your natural position. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah. will happen on a right form of a pistol. It normally happens when you're fairly square and your body's just going to go into where it relaxes. We had someone demonstrating this with a laser. So they had a laser on this part of the gun pointing at a target and close his eyes and would watch where he'd drift. Generally, you'll drift in the same spot every time because that's where your body in that position is most comfortable. So does that mean that if you could get put yourself in that position, it's, it's more about turning your body to be in that position rather than turning your arm? Yep, so that's it. Let's say we're on Brazil, wherever we are. So you've just moved to Brazil. So you would just naturally scoot your hips, your feet. So your whole body has moved in that correct stance. And then now you, you do the same, do the same test. And eventually you'll get to the point where you are pretty much exactly where you was when you closed your eyes because you're in that natural rest and position. So I suppose if you took notice of where your feet were or where your toes are pointing or whatever you know what I mean you, you you kind of took note of where you were form wise then you then you would be able to you'd be able to figure out exactly where your true position is you know what I mean because obviously your, your arm's going to kind of want to kind of go into or your shoulder's going to be on a, a certain angle that it wants to be at yeah it's going to be where you know where it's comfortable and where your body you know we're all we're all humans none of us are perfect some of us are going to slouch a bit or lean a bit and it's finding the consistency of that and just just changing the angle of your whole body and eventually you'll be able to keep going until you're closing your eyes and you're just staying in the exact same spot and this guy moved till he was comfy kept you know going so let's say he was moving three inches to the left position his whole body three inches to the right and then he is staying in that exact same spot so then when you're shooting standing up prone sitting down you do you do that a couple times and every time you shoot you know shoot your gun moves a little bit reline up well you're going to keep being very close to the same spot every time and that difference is huge because your body when you shoot you're all tensed up you're trying not to move you're breathing trying to regulate everything and when you shoot you're going to naturally move to wherever your body's most comfortable as well because it's just that's what it is. Well, you like you were saying about in the last episode. Exactly. Your movements, everything. Really open my eyes, mate, to just Oh, well if I'm a lot of the time I'll shoot sitting down or standing up and I'll shoot and I'll hit a target there and I'll hit a target there and some of the times it just doesn't work even though the I'm locating everything at the same point it's because my body's just not it's not in line. It's not naturally supposed to do that. And obviously you can practice around that. But for what we're trying on this course, that's just not the way it works. And that was a big eye opener. And then you go practice that, you come back again. And then we did troubleshooting pretty much. I'll just give you a, a list of pictures. Every time we would shoot, we would go look at our targets. The old boys would walk around and they would say, oh, so you took three shots there, then I think you moved a tiny bit and then shot your last three shots. You'd be like, I did. I didn't it didn't even know I did that. Or he's like, You I reckon you did those shots and then that, that one you you probably was tired or something, or everything was pretty much right. And then there's a lot of causes. So I can read some of them. Let's uh we've got this one right here. All the dots are pretty accurate, but they're in lines left to right and uh, a probable cause is finger passed too far into the trigger guard so when the rifle fires the trigger moves back rapidly against the, the right side of your stock where your finger squeezing 
kind of like what I was having the problem with. Every time I'm shooting, I'm kind of doing this. Right? Yeah, and that makes and that makes sense with the t- uh, with the uh, you hitting hitting in horizontal lines where it's going to be some sort of sway going on. Exactly. And then almost the opposite of that, we've got lines going up and down in a fairly straight line. And that is your breathing. You got a gun. You're breathing in, you're lifting up, you're breathing out, you're pushing down. And a lot of these things, oh, fuck, I never thought of that. And when I'm being really accurate, I would hold my breath because I wouldn't be moving. I was going to say, is, is so is that the... And that is not, that's not the technical the technical way to do it. And obviously... You shouldn't be holding your breath. Because I was going to no. say, yeah, you. I mean, if you were to hold your breath, yeah, you'd, you'd be locked in. Nothing's nothing's moving, right? So I'd, I'd, I'd kind of go on that science. What I went with, you know, kind of the same thing. Thinking, oh, well, actually, just when I do hold my breath, I don't move that much. Well, that's probably fine if I'm just making one shot. If I'm making several, <laughs> well... Every time you hold your breath, your heart beats differently and you still do, you have a bit of a bit of a of movement. But <clears throat> they were saying, you breathe in, you breathe out. When you're breathing out, you have that little rest period before you breathe in again. Shoot then. So you breathe out, you don't instantly breathe in. So right now I'm not breathing in, I'm not breathing out. Bang. And it's just the consistency. Let's say... Every time you breathe in, you shoot then. Well, not maybe the greatest time to do it, but if you always then do it at that exact time, your shot's going to be consistent. If it's consistently high, it's consistently high. But obviously at this point, you're not breathing in, you're not breathing out, so you shouldn't be going up or down. Shoot. Breathe in, breathe out, shoot. And every time you're shooting, you shouldn't be lifting up or down. That is a huge difference. And it's like yeah. another little, you know, it's like, oh, I, just before you kickflip, mate, when you bend down, you're bending down so fucking far that you're killing killing this movement. Or, well, you, you know, your foot's just a little bit to the right there. Well, you, you haven't got anything to flick off. Move it over to the left. You've got loads more to flick. You know, just these little tricks, mate, make miles of differences. And without having to learn them on your own, someone's, someone's giving you the tip. Yeah, and it's like, you know, there's there's been a poor fucker who's had to figure this all out or really break down everything he's doing to be like, why the hell have I shot like this? And, you know, I wondered, it must have taken hundreds of years for people to, to really figure it out, you know, without the technology behind it. Oh, yeah. So that was, that was another great thing to learn. Obviously, I'm wrapping it up quick, but generally, it's a lot of drill practicing. So that, like, when you're, when you're squeezing a trigger, mate, you generally always want to be surprised by when it's going off. Not in the fact that, oh, you're shocked, but like you're just slowly squeezing, slowly squeezing, slowly squeezing. You know when it's going to go off. You can feel the the wall, the invisible wall of where, okay, well, if I pull any further, it's going off. But you're, you're conditioning yourself to, so there isn't a finishing point to a movement. So you haven't, so you're not going to, I'm not saying you're le- physically leaning into it. But you know, mate, you know when there is a, with anything, and we, we can talk about skate and we can talk about loads of different things, but when you know there's like a a finishing point to something or, or a ignition or a starting point to something, yep. it does change everything. But when you've got something in your ha- in holding in your hands that will move, right? It's a powerful thing. If you did know about it, obviously you're going to be, you're going to be fucking ready to fucking go against it or you know yep. it's always going to scare you because it is a powerful piece of equipment in your hands so if you're if, if i'm getting this right if you're kind of like you're saying slowly squeezing you're on the target trying to stay calm with you with your breathing you know up and down and i suppose you can if you condition yourself in any way you could breathe at any yep. point couldn't you you know but it's like just and then just slowly 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 and it's just going to happen right rather than going kapow because most people, you know, if I was going to be there straight away, I'd be bang. But, you know, you'd think, you'd think about that moment of, of initiating it, whereas you're saying, just if you're slowing it all down and you just, just a little squeeze, you're not changing anything, are you? You're not, you're, you're no. not going, because, because pulling the trigger, you know, that, that is going to move your arm. You know, that's going to move your whole shoulder. I know it's just your finger and you can condition yourself, but you're, initially, it is, you're gonna, there's going to be movement somewhere. There's got to be. 
Yep, and like, you know, you're squeezing the handle, the, the grip, while squeezing your finger. That's And that's then added with the, the movement involved. It's a lot going on. Mm. And uh, just kind of give some reference here. Like, obviously, you can slow pull the trigger, keep slow, keep slow, and it's gone off, which is nice. But some people, they'll slow, slow, and then they slapped it. So you can just kind of slap the trigger, if that makes sense. So, like, you're pinching, you're pinching, oh, wham! That's not great, because it's an inconsistent, like, oomph. Because even, yeah, if you were just going to pull straight away, mate, surely that's going to, that's, it's going to have to turn something, right? It's going to have to pull something out, because, I mean, I'm just doing it now. Like, when you're, when you're pulling your trigger, it's not a lot of movement, but your forearm, your forearm has, you know, the muscles are moving a little bit in there. Yep. You know, just tensing up. It's not... It's not as a shitload of movement, but it definitely kind of bulges a little bit there. So it's it's doing something in your arm, which is holding the gun, right? So there, that could be a millimeter. But if you if you're trying to do like you know you're doing those hundred yard shots and stuff like that, millimeters everything, right? Surely you can't oh, be fucking huge. about with millimeters. Huge. And uh, yeah, even if we just kind of make a little trigger finger in front of ourselves, if you're looking at that. Generally, it's quite hard to get the tip of your finger where, well, you know, if imagine the trigger resting on that finger and you're pulling it down. Are you pulling your finger down straight? Like, from, the, from just under mm. here down, like, even focusing on it, how, how easy is that <laughs> to pull in straight? It's very hard. Yeah. And when you pull in, you're going to pull the gun one side or the other. And then wherever you position that... Yeah, because there's obviously still leverage on the on the trigger before it's pulled, even on there. If you start pulling, there is going to be a, a kind of a counter pressure point that's... Yeah, unless this is in a, a vice or something, you're going to create some sort of minor movement. So uh, all these things, you know, you can break it down with anything like we're saying, skateboard, football, anything. Just like when accuracy, angles, and everything else comes into it, there is so much going on that you could you could spend a week trying to perfect an eighth of one of these things you know how hard am i squeezing this trigger where on my finger is it going what trigger have i got to adjust to that scenario same with like you're kicking a ball in a goal you know what angle you're hitting it you're trying to make it spin you you know all these all these factors make a huge difference and all of them can be changed to how good you are or what sort of effect you want to get. So really interesting, mate. It is really interesting. With that sheet that you had up there, mate, what can you just, is there a couple other little patterns that you could kind of just show us on there? Because you had the side, the sway and the tilt up and down. Was there another kind of common common spray pattern or? Yeah, I'm going to try and find one that is, um... okay, so here's a good one. So this one here is, these are all, you know, like a square target roughly. And if you're trying to aim in the middle, they've all gone into the middle. But everything else has went diagonally high and right. In a, if that makes sense, as a cluster. So we've got probable causes. So they put healing or helping the rifle in anticipation to the discharge. So, you know, you've got a gun. Obviously, we're mainly using 22s. You're going to get a nudge. That's your recoil. You're still anticipating that. You're expecting it to just nudge back the tiniest bit. So you're ready and you nudge and you just tense up while you're doing that. Well, your biceps pushed in to that. Everything's changed that little position you had while you were trying to be nice and accurate. And uh, so as the sear releases, so as you pull this, as you pull the trigger, got your bolt, your your sear comes out of the bolt into the center, into the into the rim of the cartridge. So yeah. as the sear releases, at the end of the squeeze, the palm or the heel of the hand is pushed forward slightly, causing the sight. So if you're I'm holding this gun and I push this forward just the tiniest bit, it's gonna cause the sights to go up and to the right. And if you're a lefty, up and to the left. Yeah. 
effect is the opposite for left-hand shooters. And this will change, so they're going to say with a pistol grip. This is a rifle grip. A pistol grip is a, a, a pretty much a 90-degree grip. That will come even more with a pistol grip because you've got that more of a difference of a stance where you're not as locked up. Something like this, you've got more in. Yeah, surely your hands being closer together, mate. You know, there's there's more of a teeter point. There's more of an angle for it to to you know, your, your wrists aren't going to be as strong as your whole arm, aren't it. it? So so it is gonna. But in my head, when you said about you know that that certain one where it kind of flies up to the right, in my head, what I what I kind of envision is uh, is someone who isn't very good with a gun or is intimidated by a gun or scared of the gun, and that'd be the first thing you'd see someone do is go oh fuck because because it's scary right it's a it's a you don't know how much it's going to move you don't know how loud it's going to be and the anticipation is everything i'm sure i'm sure most people probably get that one surely because you're it's like fuck you you, you, you're not going to be ready i oh you know as soon as you fire you're not gonna be ready you're gonna have to take a lot you know a lot of time out your your day to really kind of hone that in and to stop yourself from fucking flint flinching really isn't it you know it's it's like you know not being in, in control of that power that's in your hands which is quite an uncontrollable thing and you know it's coming yeah so you want to be prepared you want to be ready you want to be somewhat composed and yeah. all these things adding up together yeah I, and um surely that's got to be really common it just it just seems yes, to me like it's the 100%. one that it would set apart like like tomorrow if we went shoot tomorrow you know, I've shot some guns and I've done all right, but I did do a lot of shooting in a, in a vice, mate, as well. So it's nice. a different kettle of fish. Of, of course. So I'm sure I can just feel it. I can If I'm just holding this imaginary gun now and I can I can feel that it's going to do that. You can just, it's almost like automatic that it's like, because you're going to have to really kind of counteract that and chill or I don't know what it is. But the first inclination I'm getting is that it's it's bang. It's, it's going to yeah. go, it's going to go up. Because that is kind of like the natural teeter point of where the power is going to come from. So it's going to, it's always just going to send it up, which, yeah, it's, it's weird that they've documented all this shit. It's, they've, it's like they've got probable causes, you know, what, what you can do, you know, to, to fix these or rectify these things. Exactly that. And obviously me talking about all these probable causes, you know, if your shooting pattern looks like this, it's probably that. When, when, I, when I first saw this, I'm thinking half of it's bollocks. You know, obviously, in my mind, it's more of a, this is just probably what's happening. And they've just got something to kind of give you a bit more of an idea of why you're not performing that good. But then when they come up there and different guys are walking past now, like, ah, oh, I bet that, you know, you probably did those first and then that one because you can see the pattern or whatever. And I, you're thinking, Jesus Christ, it's that obvious. Yeah. And obviously fuck these guys... You. Yeah, fuck you, mate. <laughs> fuck you. <No>. <laughs> <laughs> or just lie to him. No, no, I didn't do that one. <laughs> I sneezed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I actually shot those ones first and then that one. And it's like, no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I did. Get out. <laughs> Leave the gun club. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> You're not taking this seriously. I'm ill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crying. I won't go home. So, um, as you remember as well, when we were talking about this the other week, some of these are two shots change the magazine, then another eight shots or something like that. So let's got here on this one, we've got two shots in the center of a target and then about eight shots all to the bottom right of a target. And the same probable causes on this. And a lot, some of these mag changes ones, they're under rapid fire. We've only got 55 seconds with a mag change in the acquiring. Obviously, it's not like blah, 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 done, you know, but it compared to the others, it's very quick shooting and with the change and everything else. It's going to feel rushed though, mate, surely. A hundred percent. And especially the first time you shoot is two minutes to do to do this, the same amount of shots with one magazine. And so you feel it getting quicker and quicker and your time, time kind of going down and the targets are getting smaller with this time frame. So it's saying during the rapid fire stages of uh, the AQT. And then that's saying losing the NPOA. So losing your natural positioning of aim. 
So like we're saying, you're in your you're in your comfort zone. You figured out if you're leaning to the right or left every few seconds, you've you've got yourself all lined up and ready. You're shooting your two shots. Bat bat. Fuck! I've got to change my mag. Mag out. Get your other one out your pocket. Put it in. Back up again. Well, unless you've stayed completely still in with your feet, your body's moved. You've got to find. You've got to quickly adjust to that natural point of aim. While ringing off another eight shots on target, that you want to get as good as possible by adding your breathing, adding your natural point of aim, using your sling, taking your time. After doing this for hours as well, you're getting tired every single time you're standing up, you fatigue. So, uh, saying one of them just could be the shift of you shooting, moving, and lining back up again, and you've just lined up that much difference. So your natural point of aim is, is changed. And then number two, firing the shots of each mag, assuming a mag change at a slow fire and balanced with the rapid fire clearance of the last magazine. The eight rounds of rapid fire zero and the two rounds of the rapid fire zero. So basically, they're saying to fix that would be never move your elbow under the rifle while changing mags. And use that to keep your natural point of aim. So let's say I'm on target. I, I'm in my position. I do my two shots. My front arm stays where it is. I can kind of keep my eye through the through the scope. Pretty much seeing it's on target. I can drop my mag out, change, and put it back in without doing all this. Yeah. So so where when when you are changing your mag, where, where are you keeping your other other mag? Where where Just does that in my sit? Pocket. Just it, 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 do, you, do people have it in a certain pocket, or do you, you put it anywhere that's comfortable for you? Like uh, normally, that's the same where you can reach with your free arm. So maybe your front, maybe your back. I was having mine in my back; it was just a bit easier to grab it out of. But when you're here, you got your mag release right here. But so most of the time, you're doing this. You've already lost your position. Like if I'm kind of here. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 angle <laughs> over. 5 25 meters mate you're is, pointing at brazil again aren't you you know it's it's, it's gone huge. it's gone you're, you're not you're shooting your buddy's target now right <laughs> and that that was happening on the day wow not from me yeah yeah obviously mate obviously yeah. so if you're there and you can just drop your mag out you haven't moved you're on target drop your mag out come in grab so i've moved there but the difference of mag out fiddling around is huge and I suppose it's not just a target though, it's your form, right? It's like as soon yes. as you've moved that front hat, that's everything's changed. Yeah. Like you've whereas at least with the you're still keeping yourself in in the vicinity of the target. You know, you're still in the same your eye is still comfortable, you're still kind of sitting there. But as, as soon as you drop that one, I mean that's anyone's fucking exactly. anyone's guess where it's gonna go. And uh so they're saying, yeah, never move the uh, elbow while cha- under the rifle while changing mags. And then uh, fire each shot at your rapid fire preference, basically. So keeping that aim of target, adjusting, changing mags, and keeping it in a position where you barely have to readjust, adjusting as minimal as possible. Keeping, so then you should be in the same spot or very, very close. Because obviously, every time you shoot, you, you can see where you shot pretty much. And you may be realizing you might have to adjust where your shots are leading. So much to it, mate. You know, it's mm. kind of like you're, you're skating towards a stair set or you're skating to pop up something. Or, a, you know, you're kick flipping up, up a curb. You're skating at that curb. You're putting your foot in the kick flip position. You realize you haven't got quite enough speed. You put your foot down, give it a good old push. Your foot's not really in the kick flipping position anymore. Talking about kick flipping up a curb bringing it in with this it's like you forget how difficult that was huge and then and then and then like throwing it back to how how easy you know it, it gets when you condition yourself in the right way i'm not saying it's an easy thing to do yeah. but i don't even i wouldn't even think it's every all of it is just turned into muscle memory because it's happened so many times so with these old geezers that put the hours in 
it's the same thing, isn't it? They've nestled, they've yep. found, they've done all those things that subconsciously, like they've had to have done to, and they would have act- actively uh, changed all the little things and, and and pissed around with their technique and everything. But then 20 years down the line, they're not thinking about it anymore. That shit's just happening. Their fingers going directly on the trigger in that spot. Their natural point of aim is so natural that they know where it's going. Yeah. They're always gripping the same. And you know, it's almost like looking at your foot before you do the trick to make sure it's in the right position. Yeah. Certain tricks, you don't even need to look anymore. And if your foot's slightly out of the right spot, you just finesse it in the opposite way or, you know, you just adjust to that. And that's exactly what these people are doing with the shooting. You could watch an old video yourself or even a, a kid trying to kickflip off a curb when his kickflip isn't very good anyway. So there's already there's already that kind of part of it where it's like, so he's trying to kickflip up a curb, but he isn't very good at kickflipping. So you're already like, there's already something there that we can learn about and discuss. Yeah. And, and it's like, well, you need to really, that needs to be better. Or even kind of like, you know, not being able to get the board over. It's it's funny how like when we're breaking it down, I'm thinking about that, that it's so uh, similar. piece of paper you just showed me about the the spray there spray here spray there so we know that if the board doesn't go all the way over mate it's either there's a I mean, there's a few things problem yep. causes obviously you haven't got a quick enough kickflip and there's ways to to change that up or an easier way of doing it you're probably trying to catch too soon because yeah. even with a f- slower kickflip you can you can actually you can still get up shit and but you just got to wait so you're yep. not you're not catching something it kind of all happens at the same time. That's so it. So it's mate. like that's more of the, that's. But it went. It's it's really funny. Like talking about like the science of shooting and everything like that, and probable causes that you can you could actually, if you analytically kind of did that on most things, you would you'd learn more and probably excel quicker in any discipline that you wanted to get oh, into yeah. if you could just if you could just break down how to do shit i mean we were talking about before we came i think yeah before we came on the air and you were saying about you've been spray painting yeah some of your your mags and stuff and we were talking about how shit you know i've done some graffiti in my time mate but you watch me str- try and spray paint something neatly that that shit's painting that's dripping all the way down there's terrible yeah but the more you do it and the more delicate you are of it and the more you kind of take control of the situation the better you get definitely and uh consistency is just it with everything you know just drilling it in doing something so many times until until it's normal until you don't think about it until you oh what you know you you feel weird because you haven't done something that you normally do and some things are just really relatable like that as well it's uh really interesting mate like i'm not doing it mate and i can kind of I get it. I can kind of see what, you know, how they're trying to break things down, how they're trying to make things um, work for these newer shooters, you know, trying, yep. to, trying to make them understand it, make it a more attainable kind of like goal. You know, you're kind of, you're, you're breaking things down. So it's like, well, you're not, you're not fucking up. This is what happens when you shoot. So you just need to just address these little things. It's not a fuck up. It's the gun's going to make you do that or your stance is going to d- make you do that. You That's need it. to just put you need to get yourself in in that zone it's probably even with concentration mate i'm sure concentration comes into half of it if you're not really ready to fucking shoot or not wanting to shoot and have the eyes or you know if, you, if you're tired i'm sure if you if you finish work mate long old shift you've been work you know working your ass off hot day cold day whatever you know when you're just surely shooting after that it's going to be a different game yeah. if you wake up and go shooting you're fucking tired at the skate park you've been there all day you're really trying this kickflip manny or a, a semi-technical trick and you know maybe you can do it maybe maybe uh, you're learning it and you're getting real fucking close but you're so tired you can barely flip anymore and <laughs> almost getting further away every time and some, that can happen with shooting you know you're fatigued as fuck you know you might have not been skating or shooting for five years or whatever so you're not used to holding things in a certain way you're not used to skating all day you're not used to kick flipping for four hours straight and you know you you, it's getting worse you're making mistakes you're falling over (laughs) yourself and those things happen as well like you you know you you just you start getting shaky mate it's the same thing but yeah the last uh 
last time I was talking about the course. It's kind of a qualification. I've done the maple seed course. You can fail and uh, you can exceed with a rifleman patch. So we have to do the, the shooting course. Yeah, and just and, and run down that shooting course again real quick for the listeners yep. that didn't didn't listen last time, mate. So we've got uh, four stages on this uh, shooting course, on this target. And we've got, uh, got some targets here. I'm not kind of like a, in the shape of a house. In them, there's kind of like a three, four, and a five. Kind of that's how they're ranked. The first one is quite big. It's probably full hand size, probably like a six, five, six inch target. And uh, you get 10 shots on that standing up. That whole thing, you can get a maximum of 50 points. Stage two, you start standing up, go kneeling down or to sitting. You shoot at two targets. They're all the same. They're the houses and they're shrinked by a little bit more than half. So it probably goes down to like a two and a half inch sort of target, this size sort of target. And then we go five shots in each with two mags. Same again. But we've got three targets. So we've got our two and our eight. We're going to do this one standing up, going down to prone, laying down. So do three shots, three shots, and a four. And then the last one, prone, laying down. And we got four targets. These ones are probably inch and a half by inch and a half. Maybe your thumb thumb just gets over like the the, the, the main part of it, mate. You know, it's yeah. quite it's, it's pretty small. Yeah, definitely. And um these we're doing two, 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 and a three. And uh, the last one, instead of it being three, four, and five, it's six, eight, and ten. So you can get the maximum points off of the small one. So out of the four possible stages, you get a total of 250 maximum points. So on here, it's got under 125 points total is unqualified. And then you've got between 125 points and 169 points. I'm putting you in the marksman category. 170 to 209. Putting you in the sharpshooter. And uh, 210 or above, you're a rifleman. And you'll get a rifleman patch. Which, as I was saying last time, supposedly it's very rare that anyone even gets one. So, before... I was going, I was practicing some of these without being taught how to do any of this, just off my own back. And I was getting around, I think the highest I got was 181. And we were saying, it's not too far away from uh, 210. You know, obviously that's the aim of the game here. And I I didn't manage to get it. And uh, one guy did, who's been shooting for a very long time. We had people there who had been shooting for 60 years. So, and um, we've got people there with $1,000, 22s, $1,000 scopes. My gun with the scope cost $250. It's the cheapest one I could have got. And uh, I managed to get a top score on this one. This is my highest one. I got 203. So, uh, seven points off getting that patch. And if we look right here, there was a miss. And uh, if we look in a few of these other places, not all misses, but there were some that if they were just a couple inches to the right or to the left, I would have got that 210. So really close. So you kind of know, really, give it a little bit, mate, a little bit more practice, get your execution down. It's going to happen, surely. Hopefully, by the, by the next time I get to do this course, maybe six months to a year, I'll get to do the chance again and hopefully walk away my rifleman patch. I mean, the rifleman patch sounds like a big deal, so you can't just be turning up and getting one, mate. Yeah, that's it. You know, the instructors are the riflemans. And so let's put this to reference. We've got a guy there, not going to say his name. Great, great shooter. One of the high up members of the club is a board member of the club. Been there shooting for probably 20 to 30 years. Has all of the gear, all of the idea, you know plus thousand dollar gun, plus thousand dollar scope, already done the course and got 206. And, you know, he's probably in his 50s, 
starting to retire. Really good at shooting. So I'm very, very happy with how I done. And one one person passed that day who teaches people how to shoot as one of his jobs. And he got on the first round 235, which, you know, if some of those riflemen, you know, some of those teachers shot that day, they might not get 210. Some of them might get it every fucking go. But that guy, I think he did three attempts. One of them, he got 230. One of them, he got 220. One of them, I don't know about. But um, you get you get three attempts throughout the whole day. You're obviously replenishing your skills and moving up as you go along. This old boy was a sharp fucking shot. There was no doubt about it. And you could tell that with just the experience he had. And even he said he'd learned so much from doing that course. Yeah, and that's something for you to aspire to, mate. Seeing exactly. someone that, that good that you, you can get there. You just got to put your put your hours in and you're not that far away consistency repetition it all comes down to it help you know the longer you're holding that gun the more it's going to be easier but that patch is coming home soon so. yeah you know they probably got it on the side for me somewhere you know saving it yeah. for me yeah exactly embroidered buck bill's uh buck rifle bill rifleman patch. patch yeah but uh great day mate it was really cool love to do any sort of courses i can that have been coming up so uh eventually i'm gonna be working working myself towards a holster course because uh, at at this range, they need to have an RSO, which is a range safety officer. It's just kind of someone there who's just making sure everyone's getting on with what they should be doing. You know, you're going to at some points get people who don't really know what they're doing. So if you have this there, just make sure that no one's running down and changing targets while someone might be shooting or anything stupid like that. Someone might be putting the gun away with a bullet in it. All these kind of things. We all have a system that, you know, when you put your when you're not shooting, you just put your gun on the gun rack. And you leave the action open and anyone can kind of see that that gun's all, all safe. So to become an RSO, you have to have a, a, a holster course. So for a pistol, if you've got a pistol at the range, you can't just have it in a holster without knowing what you're doing because it's a good way to shoot yourself. In the foot. <laughs> and be very dangerous, you know. So one of the guys was helping me out with getting me prepared for the holster course which is going to be in february i believe so that's probably going to be the next thing i do so uh gonna be pretty excited about that mate and then after that will be the rso course and then when i'm in rso i can go there and shoot by myself because i can rso myself i could shoot even more at any time which would be a lot more interesting as well awesome Nice, mate. Well, it's it's good to hear that you did well in your course, mate. You know you're growing as a shooter anyway, so it's That's one it. of those things, I think. And uh, it's good that you got these other ones lined up. So we'll be here ready for the next gun club, mate. Of course. You can you can fill us, fill us all in on, on how you're doing next time. Not too long ago, I was talking about, on the last one, with my 17 HMR. I was talking about the accuracy of it, and I was hitting these, hitting these coins, which I was pretty happy about. And then after doing the course, mate, I was able to hit a tic-tac. So it definitely sharpened up the skills, mate. The proof is in the pudding. Exactly, mate. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you soon. Awesome.